Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Resilient Science, a show where we spend time each week trying to better understand a topic around hockey, rehab, and the science behind it. My name is Dr. Ben Cernick. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a goalie coach. I'm a strength coach. And I'm a graduate student that looks at why we should draft goalies and how to make them better. And as always, I'm here with Jamie Phillips. Hello, I'm Jamie Phillips. I am a goalie coach, physical therapy student, strength coach and that band that's weird that that is like your recent like that that is how you describe your master's it's pretty cool it's better than like oh i my master's is in biology it's not mine's in ohl draft research mine is actually this week i did whl data and <laughs> if anyone could explain to me why no one draft no one drafted martin jones i would love to hear it someone who was like a diehard uh, like Red Deer fan in the mid two thousand, mid to late two thousands. If you can reach out to me personally and let me know why Martin Jones didn't get drafted, I'd appreciate you. Because Jamie, it's because it's because choosing which fifteen year old is going to have potential is incredibly difficult. No, Martin Jones was drafted as a fifteen year old. Why he wasn't drafted in the NHL? His oh, NHL. quick, quick! Before we get started today, my statistic rant of the day. So, um, NHL teams seem to select CHL goalies like pretty much largely influenced just by basic statistics, games played, save percentage. Um, if you just use that as a basic formula, you figure out who gets drafted. It's not that complicated. Now, here's the thing with Martin Jones. He plays 27 games in his first draft year. So his draft year, 27 games, goes 18 and 8, has like a 915 save percentage on like a 2.1 goals against average. Um, also, keep in mind that his team had a single player over a point per game. So it's not like his team was blowing teams out. Um, goes undrafted. And you're like, okay, I mean, 27 games, maybe you didn't reach that threshold of like enough games that people could get tape on. But keep in mind, Mar Jones played in 27 games and started 27 games. He did not come in a single time. He started 27 games. Um, so like it wasn't like he was getting mop up minutes and ended up with 27. Anyways, doesn't matter. Next year, Martin Jones's draft plus one year. Martin Jones plays 55 games and puts up the exact same stat line, like three. Points better in save percentage, like a nine seventeen draft year on uh, draft save percentage on fifty five game played. He's six foot four. I don't know why did no one draft Martin Jones. 
Yeah, okay, that's that is a, that's kind of that's weird. Jamie Martin Jones finished his WHL career with 108 wins and 20 losses. He was never, and he was a World Junior goalie. And he was never. That's, Just that no one wild. picked him up. Like literally, no one drafted him. I don't know. Makes no sense. Yeah, to me. Makes no sense. Oh, before we we get into our our grab bag of topics, uh, I was talking to uh, a goalie today, or not today, uh, this week about you know the, the by remote training and stuff, and a shameless plug. But um, he it was on with him and his him and his dad, and they had said that they listen to the pod all the time, and they listen to it on the way to hockey. And I just want to say to, to everyone that listens, like thank you because when I look back some of the most like important memories that I have in my life are the time that I spent with my dad in my car going to games and practices. So the fact that Ben and I can are a part of that, it does mean a lot to us. So thank you. Uh, very feeling very sentimental. It was Blake. Yeah, wow. Night that was really night. nice. That was really, it was nice. Blake senior night last night and I teared up and so I'm just <laughs> feeling really sensitive, but it, it actually is really, uh, we thank everyone for listening because it does mean a lot. And to be a part of that hockey journey because there's more important things in life than hockey um might not seem like it now but there are and so to be a part of that thank you yeah like more important things like why didn't martin jones get drafted anyways moving <laughs> on. just um, why somebody tell me why someone can explain to me please I'm, I'm, I'm losing sleep over this someone help my family <laughs> uh okay yeah so we did a, a bit of a grab bag today a few topics that people reached out and asked us about um and so we're going to kind of go through them a little bit not too, too deeply, but enough that we can kind of get an idea of what we think or, you know, just kind of explaining what went on. So first and foremost, Jamie, uh, injuries are always a hot topic. People want to reach out asking about injuries, uh, which makes sense given what we do. But a couple NHL injuries uh, that were announced this week, the first being Matt Murray being placed on injury reserve with an ankle injury. Jamie, any thoughts on ankle injuries and goaltending? Yeah, don't don't get them. Uh, they are they are not fun. <laughs> Both Ben and I have had high ankle sprains, uh, and it, the injury itself is very frustrating because, like, after a f- maybe a couple of weeks of rehab, you're basically okay to do all like off ice training activity with mine. Like, I was squatting, I was sled pushing. The only thing I couldn't really do was like heavy plyos, and um. It was fine, but as soon as you went to do a butterfly, that rotation of the ankle caused just the most excruciating pain, and it went on for eight weeks. And even after the eight weeks, I had about another eight weeks where I was playing through like a a two two to three out of ten pain until it finally went away. So ankle injuries are not fun. They are more, and I don't know if they're more and more common, but anecdotally, I've seen them a lot more in a a few of goalies that I coach. Um, I don't know why. I mean, everyone's going to say, oh, it's the RBH. And it could be. But I don't know if that's actually the reason. Uh, Yeah, again, and we're not here to speculate on that. There's just too many variables that can go into that. Like, I think things that we've seen, obviously, is goalies have to skate much more dynamically now than ever before. Combine that with a higher attack angle on skates, um, and I think we get a little bit of math, a little bit of just more opportunities for stuff to get like your skate to get caught, ankle to go yeah. over. Um, and again, we don't really know the full details of Matt Murray's injury. As always, NHL teams like to keep it pretty quiet. And so 
um, the exact details of it. All we know is that he's been dealing with it for a couple of weeks now, and they made the call that it wasn't getting as better as much better as I thought it was. Um, so the specifics on that, not really sure, but ankle injuries and goaltending are are fairly common and super frustrating because of how much rotation you needed that ankle out of the movement of that ankle when you're actually in a butterfly. Uh, I think that's something oh, that I so definitely much. didn't appre- didn't appreciate when Oof. I was playing. Um, but like when you get hurt and you realize just how much goes into each butterfly and how much you take for granted that happens when you butterfly is, is pretty interesting. And then with that too, is it almost always is a high ankle sprain because of how locked in your low ankle is locked in yeah to the no to go no. and there is nowhere to go and even like you know we were talking about the you know the mechanism of injury i just caught an edge and rolled over my ankle so the rvh of- the rvh had nothing to do with it <laughs> i just yeah. caught an edge and i was like i think i broke my ankle it is yeah. a training camp and i went to the coach and they the scrimmage i was like hey i pretty sure i broke my ankle and then i almost puked <laughs> because of the pain yeah, and then for whatever it's worth, mine is, I was telling Jamie before, my foot got caught kind of under the post. Uh, I got wedged in, and then someone just ran me over. My foot was stuck, so there was nowhere for my foot to go. So it just rolled. Anyways, that's Matt Berry. Second injury this week. I think a bunch of people who are watching hockey closely and who are watching fun goalie stories this year um, would have heard that Logan Thompson is out week to week with what they're calling a lower body injury. I think if you you watch the play, Jamie and I both watched the the clip a bunch of times it looks pretty classic like a change of direction stretching groin type situation yeah so um unsurprisingly yeah yeah no contact nothing strange these are one of those these are one of the more frustrating injuries as a goalie where like you that play he's probably done a million times before that exact movement set of movements combined he's probably done so many times before and just this time uh, coming off the all-star break whether that is a big influence or whether this is just purely a random bad piece of luck um not fun for logan thompson he's been having a pretty fun story this year so yeah. and and vegas is kind of in that weird position playoff wise so but let's offer some advice so if you get injured honestly go everyone go go and see uh, like a pt or i guess ben would say a cairo but i mean uh, i go see someone who knows what they're talking about yeah whether, whether it's a pt or a cairo so if you're if you're someone um i don't if you're a parent listening and your child gets hurt your teen, if you're an, a teenager or a junior guy and you get hurt like do a little bit of research before you go see someone is our go see someone who's, who, who deals with athletes yeah uh because there are a lot of very good clinicians out there um if they but the way that we are taught, if you are not really into sports, your recommendations will often be like, stop doing your sport. And sometimes that's yeah. the right case. A lot of times it's not. Yep. Go see, just go see a sports, uh, sports healthcare professional. Just be mm-hmm. taken care of because worst case. So like, I guess best case, it's nothing. And you just take some time off or you just lower your training volume or whatever. Wor- like worst case, it's something really serious. And you can get that nipped in the butt right away. And so you don't have a really long lingering pain and injury. Did you say nipped in the butt? Nipped in the butt. It's bud. Is it bud? Bud. Like when you prune the tree. I had no idea. (laughs) I've only ever heard it nipped in the butt. Like Nope. Nipped in the bud. Oh, what? You just blew my mind. You're welcome for that one. Um, But yeah, I want to just echo what Jamie said again. Yep. Um, Jamie and I, and Jamie's in physical therapy school. I am a chiropractor. I don't, I mean, I don't really care for titles. Um, I like to I do. care for people who know what they're talking about. So 
Go find someone who knows what they're talking about. Do your own research. Don't, uh, I hate that one. Don't say do your own research, but look things up. <laughs> I know <laughs> that, that term has been, do your own, so do your own research in terms of finding someone else who's way smarter than you. Yeah. That's, yeah, how, yeah. I, that's how I look at it. Yeah. This is not like do your own research. This is not a mass smear campaign. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is um, oh, God. If, you're, yeah, that, if you're in a yeah. big, if you're in a big like urban center, there's definitely someone uh, who can help you within like 25 minutes. If you're like, in even a more, if you're not, there's still <laughs> probably a healthcare professional or you can reach out. You can, what are we talking about? Reach out, reach, out, <laughs> reach out to us. Reach out to us. Reach out and talk to, to Ben or John. Yeah. Myself and our, our colleague, John Snyder, who's an excellent physical therapist. Uh, we're here to help online as well. Anyways, uh, hopefully yeah, we, should, we should probably promote, promote what we do more. <laughs> oh, God, we suck. Um, <laughs> All right, injuries, move on. Next topic. Moving on. All right, so we finished up with there. Uh, our next topic, um, Jamie, incredible timing. Uh, I had a couple lessons this week with goalies where I was trying to explain exactly what you explained yesterday in one of your posts which is the concept of the golden triangle, AKA when it is acceptable to enter or when you, when it's a safer position to enter an RVH or when it's the appropriate position to enter an RVH. Um, and, and when it like why most RVH goals aren't because of the RVH, it's the misappropriation or misuse of the RVH. Um, Jamie, without yes. further ado, go ahead. Came up with the golden triangle. Uh, that's what I call it. I, I actually do ch- hope it catches on. That way I leave some sort of legacy in this whole thing. Kind of like the, the Turco break uh, in pads. <laughs> Did Marty Turco have anything to, like, he just had it. But yeah, so it's essentially the rule of thumb where it, if you make a triangle, if you make a line from the bottom of the circle to the goal line and create a triangle from that. Um, I don't know, the center, that. it's the dot of the circle too. Like dot of the circle. No, I go bottom of the circle. No, 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 no. I know. But oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> the bottom, middle of the circle, yes. and then to the net, it creates a little bit of a triangle. Uh, if, if you want to know what that looks like, just go to my Instagram. Uh, it, the thumbnail says it. And so essentially, you like Ben is right. And this, we've talked about this many times. I've talked about this on Instagram. The RBH isn't the issue. The RBH is a really good, good save selection. It's it's misuse of the save selection, whether that's the using it at the wrong time. Uh, using it when it really shouldn't be applicable. It's just like, you know, it's just like the butterfly. The butterfly is a great save and the puck's shot at you on the ice. If it's shot outside your body, you have to extend. So the butterfly isn't what you want. And so that's where people like kind of like go crazy because everyone uses it. And this, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here, but essentially um, you have to, in terms of choosing why you're going to use a save, you have to, you have to look at what is the purpose so mm-hmm. the purpose of the RVH, no matter what anyone says, is to seal the short side. Mm-hmm. Just like the VH is to seal the short side, and the overlap is to seal the short side and the far side because those are both available. Okay. So now that we know the short side is the only part of the, is with the purpose, when is the short side of the net either the only part or the vast majority of the open net? And it's kind yeah. of in this golden triangle. Like, who would have thought? That would be my answer. Yeah. So <laughs> it's in this golden triangle range. Yes, if you back it up. It is still the only the short side is the only part of the net. Like you go closer to the boards along the goal line, but you don't need to be down because if you're on your feet, that shot isn't like a threat, and it gives you options. One of the options is entering into the RVH. So I use this triangle as a method of simplifying the why to my goalies, so that when they go and do it, they have a proper baseline of understanding 
and then they can expand upon it from there. And so you look at, you know, a lot of the goals, shots are coming from like the dot and people are in the RVH. There is so much far side net available that it doesn't make sense. Uh, And also, so I had a a goalie coach I I really respect had commented on that post or he said it was weird. He's like, I agree with everything except um, all these things. And he said he, he likes, he says the RVH is a good tool because it allows you to have better vision behind the net, which I definitely don't agree with because you can have good vision behind the net, whether you're on your feet or on your knees. And so whatever you choose, doesn't, it does matter, but I guess it'd be more of a comfort thing. I prefer feet. Um, I just prefer feet because it gives you more chance to move. And he also said it allows goalies to simplify their decision making, which is true in the wrong way. Yes, because essentially it simplifies your decision making because you've eliminated possible which directions that you can move. (laughs) And so, yes, it is now harder for you to move on a backdoor pass. And so, yes, your decision making is simple, but it's not it's not for me. It's not optimal in terms of movement. So I would say I definitely and he also said it's not purely a block. And I say I agree that's not purely a block, but the purpose of it is technically a block. And it's very mostly it's mostly a block. it's hard to react out of an RVH and not expose any openings, especially when that shot is from further out in tight you can smother your hands and eliminate almost everything mm-hmm. but as soon as that puck gets a little bit more upward angle uh it is very difficult yeah i find this really funny because you made did you, when did you make this post was this a yesterday was this a friday mm-hmm. post so i had yesterday oh it was yesterday okay so like i it's funny because i had uh i had this thursday and friday where this exact words basically were left my mouth to a bunch of goalies we were working with um, because I was working on a net drive drill and I was like, what is the point of an RVH? Why are we using an RVH in this situation? And it's interesting to see the perspective of kind of like, you know, kids and, and their adopted, uh, how they're adopting it, how they viewed it or how they mm-hmm. learned it. So maybe it's also on me too. So hand up there, but a lot of them are like, Oh, like better position for the back door. I can block the pass. I can do this. And I'm like, none of those are uniquely positioned for an RVH. No. That's right. the same thing. I had that post a long time ago. I said, what is the purpose of the RVH? And I asked because I was curious because I knew it was going to be a lot of a lot of nonsense. Some people got it right. Uh, and some people are just like, yes, for a wraparound, which, yes, it is. But also it's it's not like it, it is because you're shielding the short side on a wraparound. Yeah, it's a it's a short side position that gives you playable far side mm-hmm. options. And that's the way I always describe it is it's a good short side lockdown with a good seal that puts you in an okay position to make other saves. Um, and as long as you understand that that priority is that short side, I think, yeah. and, and using it properly, right? Like nothing, like, again, like you said, every, every time we see an RVH goal that goes in, there's two major flaws that happen. One, the puck's just like way too far away. And so there's an, there's an angle to, for the puck to go in, whether mm-hmm. that short side or whether that is far side, right? Like whatever way it is, yeah. like you're just, it's not the right save selection. The other one is like, again, these very weirdly low RVHs where people are like down and in when the puck again is far away. And it's like, okay, there's just a lot of net there. So um, I, I worked with, uh, as one of Bouge's goalies over, he plays junior B, doing really well in junior B. And I worked with him over Christmas break and we, he wanted to do RVH stuff and, and he got really low, but he was getting beat short side because our uh, Mario was able to pull him off his post and go upstairs. 
And so I said, like, again, like the whole thing was the purpose of the short side or purpose of the RVA, still short side, et cetera, et cetera. But he said he wanted, he felt like he got a better push across when he basically recoiled like a spring. And I said, I get, I understand where you're coming from. And yes, there is a pass option here. But I said, but for me, it was like, you have to decide. You have to decide, would you rather get beat on the backdoor pass or would you rather get beat on the short side of the post? And he's like, well, the backdoor pass, because like, I want to be able to make both. And I said, yes. So we need to be able to teach you to adjust your body so you are more upright and be able to push across. So it could be a strength thing, positioning thing. Or if you're going to be that recoiled, you have to then understand that that short side up is going to high is going to be available. So you're going to have to turn this into a smothering position with your hands. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's, again, this is the nuances of, again, like when you're getting into higher level play where shooters are better, smarter, faster, uh, and, and you need to make decisions to go away. There's trade-offs. We've talked about probabilities and odds and how your, your action as a goalie directly impacts the decision makes maker, like making of players. And so knowing that every time you make a choice as a goalie, you are influencing the play. Uh, and you have to know just like the repercussions and the results of that that come from it. But anyone has any more questions, go check out Jamie's post on Instagram. I think it's actually incredible. I think it does a great job explaining some fundamentals that if you're teaching the RVH or using the RVH and you're not thinking about it this way, I really do encourage everyone to go look at it. Cause I think Jamie, you did a great job with it. So Thank you. And it's also the way that I explained this on my live stream yesterday. This is the way I think about every, everything. Okay. What is, you have to understand the why. Yep. And then from there, you build up, build upon that. Just like when you, for us, if you're in the clinic, patient comes in with back pain. Oh, what? What why? do you want me to do with that? Yeah. So why? <laughs> why? Okay. So uh, what are you doing day to day? Like what? Yeah. You got to give me more. You got to give me more than my back hurts. Well, it's from caring. It's from caring this podcast, Jamie. That's why mine hurts. All right. <laughs> moving on. Um, last topic that we thought we were going to cover today. This is something where uh, Jamie and I historically agree on lots of things, but I think we have a slight, slight difference of opinion here. So I'm curious to see where this one goes, but we get lots of questions um, about angles and angles as a goaltender uh, seems like something's intuitive, but I'm going to just define this quickly so that we can make sure everyone's on the same page. So being on your angle or being in the correct angle as a goalie refers to your body being in between the puck and the middle of the net. Uh, any other definition of that, um, I think, is just wrong. I mean, there's the whole like people will comp- will confuse, will misunderstand that. Yeah, yeah, but and. This goes with it. So being square, this is a, a component. It's not a component. It's a different part. But being square to a puck implies that all parts of your body are directly facing it. So I always say shoulders, hips, knees, toes, hands are all yeah. facing the puck. That is being square. And then being on your angle is being between the puck and the middle of the net. Um, those are two of the three components of positioning, the other being in depth. So once you have those three things, you're in position. So position can be broken down into those three things. Um, But people have a hard time with angles. And I think people have a hard time with angles due to them moving. I think that's where like, oh, I was off my angle is always, not always, but most often a product of like a pass came across the middle or a pass came from low to high. And the goalie has missed their their angle. And so Jamie... Mm -hmm. What were you saying earlier about angles being only only feel? It's a feel thing. We definitely agree. I think I think it is a, a large part feel, and it is very difficult to teach a goalie angles. Um, 
that's why when people when people like when when goalies will message me and say like i how do i fix my ankles i can't i can't give them anything to say and so i believe to teach angles you you definitely need to have a goalie coach there or someone to correct you and then from there it comes down it's similar to pattern mapping where you eventually recognize where you are in relation to your surroundings and you have to be able to to feel that relation or your brain does the calculation for you and unconsciously yeah okay okay. when you say it like that i don't disagree um so maybe maybe my guns blazing there on you yeah you came out of the gates hot pre-pod yeah yeah, and i don't i don't actually disagree i guess like the one thing i think um so i do think you need someone there to help correct you i think this is something that is really really hard to just do on your own um with especially without like any like feedback uh, so I guess if you are on your own, I would recommend camera feedback, like video feedback, uh, set up, a, set up yeah. a camera that you're trying to get square or get on your angle to. I see. I almost mixed it up myself. Um, set up a camera and work from all different positions coming to trying to be on the angle to that camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll be able to pick up some things that you're doing incorrectly. So one of the big things that I see that leads to goalies being off their angles is how they're actually moving through the crease to get to that position. And so um, one of the big ones being when a puck crosses the midline of the ice. So let's say it goes from top of the circle to other top of the circle. I think goalies miss their angle a lot for two reasons in this play. The first one being one, not identifying what hand the shooter is on the other side. So incorrectly identifying if it's a right or left-handed shot as they come across. The second being not cutting through their crease um, and taking like a really flat line across the top of the crease, um, which because when you're going, and again, this is an audio podcast, so I'm aware that I'm making hand signals that you can't see. Um, But when you're on, when you're facing the top of the circle from the other side, like your your inside foot is higher than your other because the net is, or the crease is a semicircle, right? So if you just take a really flat line, straight line right through the crease on this, it's really hard to get your body up and through and get your feet evened. Um, mm-hmm. And that can be leading to you being off your angle and not being square. So again, not identifying where that puck is going and not cutting through the crease. Uh, I find are, are the two big things. Jamie, do you see anything else that kind of contributes on that type of play? Uh, no, I think you hit it there. Other than just being late with the chest. Uh, we talk about snapping the chest, leading with the chest, not the head. And yep. typically yep. that is probably the best thing. But you're right. Chasing the middle, uh, not knowing with the hand. And it's just simple things. And it's okay. It's okay that if you struggle because it's something to work on. And there's nothing wrong with having things that you struggle on because we need to continue to train them. And so... Yeah, so maybe you came over the gates way too hot. Uh, <laughs> because you, you, I definitely think you can teach it, but you're teaching the goalie to feel and understand. You can't, like, it's 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 a very difficult concept because it's, un, it's trying to teach someone how to understand where they are in, in space. And that's yep. a weird thing to describe, and it's a weird yep. thing to teach. But again, that's why, like, like Ben said... Video feedback is good, but the problem is, is like if you, if you are like you skate for thirty minutes and then you go off the ice and you watch your video back, maybe you don't skate for another like four days, and so it helps, oh, yeah. but it's not great. So I think live feedback's better. So like if you really are struggling with angles, honestly, go pay to work with a goalie coach for like a session, and just work on angles, and that would do mm-hmm. way more from you, and you'll get you should get it most of it cleaned up from there. I agree. Uh, yeah, I was trying to provide solutions. Um for people that don't have access to a glow coach sometimes. And until Sensorina pays me, I'm going to say that you should just fil- film your own self. 
working on yeah seth arena really needs to sponsor our pod uh so we can try it although the video i sent you originally where we were not impressed uh someone sent me more video and i went on their website where they do somehow record like actual live players coming in so it's a little better i do think like you said in 10 years it's going to be really good oh it's going to be so cool in 10 years but right now i just don't know but again is, is it better than doing nothing probably yeah probably i'll give that I'll, I'll give that i'll give that a probably um and it's also only... if you enjoy if you enjoy it yeah that's fine too then then yeah like i would if you're playing it's like okay it's like okay you're gonna play fortnite or you're gonna make some saves and you enjoy making the saves I, i'd probably rather do that you don't have mm-hmm. to go is it really making me that much of a better goalie if it, it's if it's just on par with other video games it'd be yeah, that's cool. something it's cool what is really cool, and I'm not sure we'll ever see this because hockey's so different than this, but there's like these systems now in baseball and cricket where it's like a pitching machine, but the front is an entire LED screen and it mimics the delivery of a p- pitcher. That's and cool. and the so as the hand comes through, the ball actually does leave the device at the exact angle, height, and location that that pitcher would throw from. Engineers are so smart yeah so mlb teams are using it now um but uh they're like it's like a million bucks those machines oh all right so i have two (laughs) yeah but i think that's cool so so, yeah but i mean we talk about this all the time um, when it comes to like the reading and the release we we talked about that the other week uh that would be something like if we ever if, if hockey tech ever somehow ever could make that work and you could somehow get that in your house You'd be reading the release real well, but until then, yeah. until, until then, then, yeah. Um, okay. Any any last quick grab bags? Um, honestly, no. I think this was. I think we kind of hit a lot of stuff there. I think if there's anything that people want us to expand on this way too, from anything from today, we're happy to as well, right? But message the- message me or Ben on Instagram. Uh, it's probably the best. You know what we can do? We should just make a Google form and have people yeah. fill it out yeah that's yeah. something yeah this is this is talking admin with jamie and ben now um yeah but yeah it's something we can definitely get set up so people can have kind of either again whether it's dming us or messaging us or commenting on on posts uh we're happy to kind of dive into stuff because i think there's always lots of little nuances to kind of go over and i think sometimes one of the best things you can do is hear a different perspective and so i say this all the time to the goalies that i work with and i think jamie you would agree um so this other day yeah, you need to, you need to, um, you shouldn't like, it's great to have a goalie coach you work with, but you shouldn't ever be scared of working with another one. Or um, if you're a goalie coach, like you shouldn't be scared of your goalies going to see someone else either. Sometimes other perspectives are good. Um, sometimes you can see someone else and be like, oh, that is, I do not like that at all. Um, and that's important too, right? So uh, the way that we see things are obviously not the the golden way to see it. It's, it's our perspective and it's what, well. The golden triangle way to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that one that one is uh objectively correct uh 100 right anyone else says otherwise is wrong it's um in fact jamie how does before we go how does the panda affect the golden triangle and so, on next week's episode we will oh uh, <laughs> yeah everyone you can't leave it panda it uh just because just train the ability to to go from overlapping to rvh smoothly and it completely eliminates the need to do a panda. Or just realize that a panda is a butterfly. <laughs>
it is a pen is an overlap where you're just cheating and exposing your ribs to be broken. <laughs> a goalie actually messaged me the other day and said he broke his ribs on that shot. Ooh, that so doesn't that sucks. feel good. So get well soon. Yeah, that sucks. Um, on that note, as always, you can find us, uh, give us, toss us a rating on your favorite podcasting app, or if you're watching on YouTube, um, subscription or a like or all that jazz. All those metrics, things that largely don't impact our livelihood in any capacity whatsoever, but we feel obligated to say them nonetheless. So, um, Jamie, and until next time. if you are, if you have a business and want to sponsor the pod, that would impact our lives. And if you are Sensorina, the details. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please reach out. We need it. Yeah. If you are Sensorina, my lab uh, does visual gaze research. Hit us up. We got eye trackers that we can put on your eye tracker. Um, <laughs> is eye tracker inception? Yeah. This is too many. There's too many eye trackers here. None of the tech <laughs> works anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. We're <laughs> rambling now. And I got to go get some groceries. Um, like, subscribe, comment, anything. Uh, it helps. Share with a friend. And for those listening and listen, bear with, uh, bore with us to the end. Thank you very much. We is it bore with us? Is it I bore think with us? We got a lot of English to work with you. Do you later. nip it in the bud? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.